Welcome to FIC Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodities strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence FIC research team. Welcome to this edition of All Options Considered. I'm Tambir Sandhu. Chief Global Derivative Strategist for Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg. On this episode, we will focus on the UK following the Bank of England meeting and assess the outlook for markets. I'm joined by Dan Hansen, Senior UK Economist at Bloomberg Economics. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. So the rate hike cycle by the Fed, Bank of England and European Central Bank looks like it's completed absence of reacceleration of the economy. The market was effectively pricing no change going into the Bank of England meeting, and the bank rate was left unchanged at five and a quarter percent in line with expectations. MPC guidance was essentially unchanged, so further hikes look less likely after rates haven't been left unchanged for two consecutive meetings. Near-term optionality of further hikes was maintained but it looks like the bank rate has peaked and the market has already sniffed that out. That market setup going into the November Bank of England meeting was very different compared to the previous meeting in September when the market was essentially pricing a coin toss between no hike and a 25 basis point hike. We've seen some progress since, albeit uneven, on the Bank of England's three indicators of inflation persistence, tightness in the labour market, wage growth and services inflation. What did you make of it, Dan? I think, to be honest with you, it was it was very much in line with, with expectation. It was in line with our expectation. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head that, yes, they've kept the, the possibility of another hike or more hikes on the table, but I think the bar for going further is higher than it was, um, particularly in the first half of this year. So... I think what, what they'll really have an eye on, and I think Andrew Bailey's really focused on this a lot in his communication, not just yesterday, but in past communication, is this this upcoming CPI print. We look like we're going to get a near two percentage point drop in the headline rate of inflation. I think, assuming we get that, and it is pretty much baked in because a lot of it's to do with, well, all of it's to do with base effects, and there's a little bit of stuff around core goods inflation and food inflation, but the vast majority of it's to do with energy prices. I think once we get that, the bank will be even more comfortable with standing pat in terms of keeping rates where they are. And yeah, and then the question really is sort of when and what point does does the conversation become more serious about cuts? Because they were yesterday, they were really keen to push back against that idea. And it makes sense. We all know why they're doing it. Right. But the market has decided that's the direction of travel. That's where the next move is. We agree with that. Getting the timing of it, though, is very very uncertain but i think yeah no to answer your question very very much in line with expectation and and really more of the same from what we got in september through the whole cycle the market has found it quite difficult to call the bank of england meetings uh we've seen that over the last uh, year and it's been understandable given the bank of england reaction function has been far from clear but yes the bar is going up and volatility in the bond market is therefore going down so we've gone through this period of high volatility in the UK markets, particularly in the bond market compared to the US and Europe. That's been coming down. And 
there is still a significant amount of pass-through of monetary policy tightening to come through next year on the mortgage side and the labour market side. What do you make of the economic hit that's coming through? Yeah, so I think one of the interesting sort of factoids out of yesterday was the fact that the bank thinks that more than half of the effect is still to come through. And of course, it's an estimate, it's very uncertain, but it, it sort of broadly chimes with what we what we've sort of have in our forecast. I mean, we're, we're slightly, you know, fundamentally, we're slightly different to the bank in terms of where we think the economy is going. Um, we think the, the effects of what they've put in the pipeline is going to be greater on the economy. So we have a, a mild recession in the forecast. The bank has essentially stagnation until the middle of 2025. So basically no growth till the middle of 2025. So there's not a huge amount of difference between those two paths. You know, the, the level of the peak difference in the level of GDP is about 1%, which isn't huge. But it does mean we think inflation will probably fall a little bit faster as a result of that extra weakness. And that's next year. The labor market will loosen a little bit more. And I think actually that sort of opens the door a little bit more to the to the Bank of England being more um, receptive to the idea of cutting interest rates. The focus is very clearly on cut pricing for 2024 and whether that should be increased or pushed out into 2025. That's going to be the key battleground for the markets going forward. So currently the market's pricing 60 basis points of cuts for 2024. So that's doubled from a couple of weeks ago. And that's partly due to the global repricing of rates. First cuts priced for August 2024. MPC doesn't want to come across as dovish in the near term as they will need to see more clarity on inflation uh, and wage growth. But, you know, if wage growth and inflation isn't as persistent as expectations, then we can see, you know, the BOE giving a clear signal of a pause, which will be a volatility killer, drop the high optionality and further economic weakness will bring cuts. That seems like the path. However, timing that, as you say, is extremely tricky. But from an economic uh, standpoint, you know, how are you weighing up the balance of arguments, you know, going forward for that cut pricing? You know, the PMIs have been weak, but that's not the whole picture. So, you know, as inflation falls, nominal wage growth remains strong. Positive real wage growth could help support the economy. And although that depends on consumer behaviour, if inflation persists more than expectations, then that will push rate cut pricing out into 2025 versus, you know, building up off that rate cut premium. Generally, markets tend to underestimate rate cut pricing following the last hike. So how do you weigh up that, those arguments? Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting point about the, the underestimation. Um, because, I mean, I think a point for us is that, and this doesn't go to your question about timing, but it goes to the, the point about when this does start, this easing process, this easing cycle, we think it will be probably more aggressive than the market thinks, mainly because we think neutral probably isn't quite as high as implied by the market. The market thinks neutral is probably about four. If you look at it, we think it's probably about three, two and a half, three. So there's more room to go just to get to neutral and sort of move away from what the bank is calling a restrictive stance. They sort of introduced this language of 525 being restrictive. I think it was restrictive a lot before that. Once they went above three, it started looking restrictive to us. So, I mean, in terms of thinking about next year and sort of what will tip the bank, you know, at the moment, you're right, they've got a tightening bias. You know, the sort of the order of play is to sort of then go to a neutral, neutral guidance and a neutral policy stance, and then sort of potentially open the idea of cuts 
but that would only happen when they're very sure they're going to do it because they know how that how that goes. So I think, and in between that with the Bank of England, of course, you've got the votes, the vote splits, which are a way of them signalling how the, the balance of thinking is. I mean, for us, I think next year, as I say, we think the economy is going to be weaker um, and they, they've shown some sensitivity to that, more sensitivity than actually I, I thought they would, particularly with the September hold. You know, that was a lot of that was around the labour markets loosening, the PMI, at least the flash PMI came in extremely weak. It was subsequently revised up, but they saw that before that decision. And I think that played a big role in what they um, what they did in September. On the inflation side, I think there is this hope that there will be a positive, in terms of the inflation dynamic, a positive feedback between lower headline inflation and wage growth. So as we get those drops in headline inflation, people essentially won't chase their wages higher as much. So we still think you're, and you're absolutely right about real, real wages and real incomes. We think that is going to be a positive story over the next year um, and a definite and a big upside risk to the, to the outlook and the sort of definitely a sort of persistence of inflation story that could develop. You know, it's, it's between these, these, these two very sort of big tensions of an economy that's, that's weakening and is weak and inflation that, as you've rightly said, has been very persistent and it's going to take time to get back to 2% and it's weighing those two things. So the, the, where we've ended up is, is August for the first cut, which is actually where the market is now. You yeah. say that's come in, that has come in quite a lot over recent weeks. Though. And this is, this is going to be the big trade for 2024. This year, the economy has made everybody humble in terms of positioning in the rates market. So if indeed we do see inflation undershooting expectations and there is signs of you know, the persistence issue fading more than people expect, you know, we can see a scenario where we start pricing 100 basis points plus of cuts. Or on the other hand, you know, inflation comes in higher than people expect and the BOE thinks they have to stand pat just to stampen out the persistence issue because arguably inflation expectations are modestly de-anchored. You know, that, that will get pushed out to 2025. We, we may go through this period of, if we do get a signal from the Bank of England that they are indeed pausing, you know, a stronger signal, then, you know, that, that's when volatility will come down significantly. We'll, we'll end up in this situation where the market will become more tactical because it's going gonna, it's gonna to just chop around pricing cuts in Q2, Q3, pushing them out to 2025. And that's where the vol is going to essentially be in the market. Yeah, I think that's, I agree with that completely. I mean, I... I do think, having been through the past 18 months or so, one, one observation I'll make, and it goes to the first thing you said, is the economy's just made us all humble and it has surprised us all. And it goes back to something I said earlier, is that in the UK, because of this supply constraint that we have, it doesn't take much of a surprise to the upside. You know, 0 0.2, 0.3% growth, suddenly you're running at trend, perhaps even a little bit above trend. And that doesn't seem like that's you know an awful quarterly growth rate in historical terms, but actually for inflation, it's, it's a problem. So I do, having been sort of <laughs> stung by this and everyone's been stung by it, because if you think, you know, if you think back to February of this year, the bank kind of said, we're done at 4%. They, they changed their guidance. They seem quite happy with the policy stance. They said, only if we're surprised, will we bring rates higher? And then we spent six months being surprised and we're 125 basis points higher. And I think if something like that reappears again, it, it, the, the thing you've got to watch is that it's not that one rate hike will deal with that. It's a series of rate hikes like we've just had 
will deal with that sort of between four and five. I think, you know, you'd, they would have to take seriously the idea. I know 6% has been this thing that everyone has been said that, you know, the economy can't possibly take it. But mm. a year ago, you asked me, would, would the economy have been fine, basically sort of seem broadly fine at 5% rates? I'd have probably said no, but here we are. You know, unemployment, it's still near record. It's obviously unemployment rate is rising, but we're still at a very strong labor market. If you look at it in historical context, the economy isn't in recession yet. And it might might be going that way, but it's not like we've taken a nose nosedive off a cliff. Overall, the BOE wants to push the higher for longer guidance for now, but more clarity on higher rates having a greater grip of the economy will get the market pricing a greater degree of cuts and the market typically underprices cuts after the last hike. Although it looks like we're moving in the right direction, as you say, the uncertainty is still very high and it's going to remain tricky to navigate from a market's perspective. The bond market may remain highly sensitive to incoming data and the resulting volatility see the market being tactical in the near term. That's my overall base case. The probability seems to be shifting in favour of lower rates Putting all this together, the probabilities seem to be skewing that way. So the left tail, the rates distribution should grow in the option space, you know, going on what we saw over the last 12 months. The uncertainty is clearly still very high. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd have two quite fat tails, don't you? Where you're sort of, we do, I agree with you completely. We're shifted probably towards the next move being down, but having or claiming you have any sort of uh, crystal ball that you can say that with any certainty is misguiding people, I think. So I think I think that's the way things are shifting, but we'll, we'll see how it pans out. And it, all, it will all depend on how the labour market evolves. Which is why it's interesting to look at these things through the lens of the options market, because it gives you that optionality with limited risk, given we have such high uncertainty around the economics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think, as I say, you can't have any strong conviction, given our experience of the past two years i think you know the, the the band the band of uncertainty is very very wide you know as i say we feel like we've shifted marginally towards the cut being the next move but you know you have to be to use a word you use you have to be nimble about it be aware thanks for joining us on this edition of all options considered dan no problem thanks for having me and see you at the next boe meeting definitely see you there